0: Hey everyone and welcome to the third edition of Metal Hammer Meets. I'm Luke Morton, online editor for Metal Hammer, and this episode I'm joined by Ishan. We met last month in London while he was over to promote his new album, Armor, uh, which is perhaps his most accessible solo album to date, and in my opinion also his best. Um, Here we talk about the process behind writing that record, uh, creating a cohesive album, and the idea of concept records. We also discussed the importance of Iron Maiden on A Young Ishan, uh, why there hasn't been a new Emperor album, uh, the effect of heavy music, and at the end, we get quite deep into the idea of music acting as a religion for some people. Here we go. I guess we'll start with that, obviously, in May, you're releasing which is your seventh studio album in 12 years, which is quite prolific for an artist i feel like uh, do you feel is it hard for you to sort of sit still and not be constantly creating well no i wouldn't say i'm, I'm constantly creating because i i need a break you know in between albums
1: but i mean this is a, yeah like more or less every second year which is rather you know it is an okay rate <laughs> 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 but but uh, obviously i'm uh, i haven't really been touring you know, extensively in in those uh, those years. So obviously, where other bands might do an album and then be touring for nine months and then having some time off and then getting back in the studio, kind of thing. Of course, obviously, it takes more time. But yeah, I, I what can I say? I really enjoy you know sitting in the studio, being you know that selfish, self centered like me and my music kind of situation. So,
0: yeah, always a good way to find, you know, find an excuse to do that. Uh, you said about the new album that each track has its own identity. Was it... At least it, that's the intention. <laughs> is it hard to create sort of a whole then from like 10 individual parts?
1: Now, uh, that, that's kind of the, the main objective here that I've had with all my albums. So this, this book I have where I kind of sketch out the album before I start writing. You know some general guiding lines really from and from imagery to 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 lyrical ideas to just sounds, and I, I have that for every album. And uh, as with my previous artists, just to put it in context, that was obviously placed in an Arctic scene, so the metaphors and everything uh, often revolving uh, <laughs> on reoccurring themes, you know, uh, lyrically. But still, you know, f- from different perspective. So that was very much an outside Arctic landscape type of vibe, uh, and with this new one, uh, it's inside. I mean, the, the cover artwork also kind of reflects on that, uh, and hence uh, the sounds on the album. Uh, it's a very much more intimate production. The, it's not all big orchestra arrangements. It's more and you know, very strong emphasis on analog synthesis and that kind of eerie more yeah if if you compare it to soundtracks you you have the john carpenter stuff and then you have the john williams stuff you know it's a it's it's different it's still powerful but it's in a different way so so um yeah i had some guidelines like that and and creating that kind of framework i think helps me focus creative energy in that period of time because yeah i grew up on albums i don't want to make uh collection of ten songs that I happen to write in that period you know you want that to have some kind of connection uh, but of course within that framework uh, I'd like to to kind of ex- explore the extremes so so that's why I have you know songs on the album that are you know purely black metal you know and blast beats to songs that are in in essence just like a pop song
0: yeah and uh, and hopefully Still making sense as as one piece. Well, that's sort of the stereotypical idea of progressive music, isn't it? The, all the re- albums are concept albums. Is sort of sort of what, how non-prog fans see it. Is that was that always in your mind that you that you know albums are meant to have a a theme or a story or a through line? Well, I, I never thought about it. In that, in a, yeah,
1: I, I didn't know that was kind of a prog thing. <laughs> no, it's it's basically. I mean, for me. And uh, like um, growing up on Iron Maiden, I mean, they have they a the very strong thematic, you know, the, just the imagery of their albums, you know, very strong thematic themes. And like with um, Power Slave, for example, you know, the, the Egyptian styled album, and you have that kind of Egyptian scale, you know, the, with a Power Slave song, you know, that it, yeah, yeah. it, it, it goes together. You know, and with uh, my favorite are uh, made like Seventh Son of a Seventh Son, this kind of icy uh, kind of the, the, the imagery there and and uh, that story of the Seventh Son, that's obviously a narrative. There's a, there's a concept there. But I, I always liked albums and whether they were intended to be or not, you know, when when you grow up and have this these albums on constant repeat, they become representatives of a certain period in your life and you attach all these kind of uh, experiences and emotions to it that you can kind of relive when you listen to those songs, you know. So and, and that's why I still like to work within that format. That I want the album, yes, to to feel as as a whole. It
0: becomes, you know, hopefully, you know, larger than the sum of its parts. So tonally, like you mentioned, that obviously some songs are black metal and some are, are basically pop songs, but it feels like it's still quite a dark and brooding record throughout it's not necessarily stereotypically joyous at parts i do you can well, certainly hope so you know <laughs> 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 no but i i've often been
1: uh, i've been doing when doing some press for this i i uh, i think i i said something that got out in the press release that i always intend to make the darkest possible album <laughs> you know <laughs> which is true but with people doing this type, this type of music and and kind of being. Aware I think they know what I mean. But I think from from an outsider perspective, I should probably say I would. I always try to make the the uh, the most profound album ever <laughs> because, I, you know, it's, it's It's not to be very very pompous about it. It's really that I I really like music that has a lot of depth to it. You know that like strong, you know that deal with these big existential. You know feelings you know, so and that's always my end goal. I mean my experience with music the, those those moments where you just lose yourself in the music it's not a good feeling it 's not a bad feeling, it's just like a very profound feeling. that is of course always the end goal to create songs or albums that that in some way might get closer to to achieving that that kind of sensation that I think all music lovers recognise. And uh, how you get there is, is, um, uh, you know, all individual, but uh, but, uh, I think both as a music fan and and as as a writer writer of music,
0: it's kind of getting to that point, which essentially is the driving force. So you mentioned growing up loving Iron Maiden and those records were important to you. What was your musical... Upbringing, because obviously you're a metal head. That's yeah, could okay. quite obvious.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I I um, I think I I I, you know, uh, early on showed an interest for my my grandmother's uh, piano, uh, and so I always kind of played with that, and then so they put me to do lessons when I was like six or seven, and I did that for a few years, and then I also started. You know, playing around with my parents' acoustics, you know, just trying to make sound on those, and learning some chords, uh, which yeah, led me to, to get my first electric when I was about ten. Uh, I was kind of sold, you know, my, my piano playing went a bit downhill from there. But you know, discovering, I think, uh, I bought Kissed Rock and Roll Over based on the cover, you know, and beyond that, I, I was a huge Twisted Sister fan for for a little while there, but then I discovered Iron uh, Maiden and I went to see uh, the seventh tour of a seventh tour, kind of uh, you know on October fifth, eighty eight, which is a, a big changing point. I mean, I al- I already played in bands and was really excited about, but I, I mean after Pyros went off on Moonchild on that show, I I, I can't remember if, you know considering uh, you know doing anything else beyond that point. I never had a
0: plan B beyond that. <laughs> so, uh, listening to sort of the new album and uh, the back, your back catalogue as well, the solo stuff, it feels like, it looks like some of the more progressive elements went way over my head on some of the earlier stuff. Whereas this record feels way more accessible and sort of more palatable, I suppose, for someone who's not as into the more. Esoteric es- eccentricities of progressive metal, like is that was that a, an intention that it was going to be a bit more easy easygoing <laughs> on a music band? Uh,
1: no, no, honestly, it, it wasn't. It's more um, uh, again, I, I I have really uh, at the heart of it very simple uh, kind of pr- approach to, to to doing these kind of experiments, and it's really just finding ways. Especially just for guitar playing, you know, to, to kind of skip that muscle memory thing. That's what what led me to do seven string guitars or eight string guitars, you know, to to kind of skip that element, so I can just discover, you know, and play music, you know, more directly, more spontaneously, rather than going through the, oh, did I have I played something? Yeah, I'm repeating myself, you know, all that to skip that that part, and and basically just uh, trying to find new ways to to keep myself. As enthusiastic and kind of excited about the whole process you know as as I've had all along yeah and and not get too comfortable you know because it's it, when it's not it's not as sure it's it should be excitement you know and and i I believe uh, truly that that is the only way you can create something that hopefully other people will find exciting as well. You know, if I'm not excited about making it, you know, I can't really expect anyone to be excited about listening to it. You know, it's um, so so um. The uh, my my um, oh is that that my fifth record, the Seelenbrechen, was very clearly experimental album. I did a couple of purely improvised tracks and and kind of punched into that direction, you know, as an experiment, which was really rewarding. Um, As a contrast to that, I did Arctis' last last album, where I wanted to focus on very much traditional songwriting, you know, which I grew up in, Iron Maiden and all that very pop rock format, clear, you know, verse, chorus, bridge uh, kind of format, which everybody listens to music almost has the blue blueprint to what that is you know and and it's really challenging you know i think a lot of people who, who played in extreme metal bands you know like yeah we 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 don't care about this we don't want to make pop music we do something extreme and then it's like 20 riffs later you know you 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 reach the end of the song and it it's really sounding just like a collection of you know 20 20 songs uh, and and uh I guess over the years I've been more appreciative of how people can turn to the same, you know, musical ideas and just explore them in so many different ways, you know, changing up the arrangement, but it's recognizability and just even, you know, using very traditional uh, you know, compositional techniques like, you know, playing things backwards and and, and uh, changing keys but still maintaining the same melody, stuff like that. Um, the craftsmanship of, of traditional songwriting, you know, that is, I found just as challenging as doing anything more experimental. Yeah, and um, I guess with the new album, I, I still keep within that format, you know, trying to really. Uh, you know find an individual very individual character to each song you know like like i don't want necessarily two songs to sound oh, very similar you know but but really explore yeah as i explained the, the
0: core uh, core objective of the album in in the widest possible way i guess it must be quite difficult then in that regard to not just fall into the trap of doing verse chorus first chorus Ends like you say there's a lot of extreme metal bands doing crazy things that aren't necessarily pushing any envelopes whatsoever it's just chucking a load of things together and hoping for the best is it something you found yourself get, getting better at and finding yourself more uh, adept to just sort of inverting what a stereotypical song is is that something you find yourself easy that's easier for you to do now
1: yeah i mean i
0: hopefully you you take some
1: experience with you you know from from every album and so and you know some of it you just you know pass on to the next, and some stuff you leave behind in exchange for something else. Um, I've had the privilege of doing so many albums, you know, the, uh, throughout my career now, and and uh, in a very uncompromising way, and uh, also in the capacity of being a solo artist, being able to kind of change up in a you know t- to whatever you know direction I wanted to be without having to. To uh, reach some kind of democratic conclusion with band members or anything, and and not limited to a certain set of instruments, you know. It's a, if I wanted to have a saxophone player on my album, I just could just get one, you know. And uh, yeah, it's a, so whether it's easier, I, I I never think it's easy. I think it's you know some music is easy, but it's it's um it's hard getting to that point where. Uh, to get the initial ID, and then then building on it can you know it can be very easy for for a while and then suddenly you're stuck again so it, it's always a struggle between you know something that is purely intuition and just goes flows on itself and, and then you you have
0: really hard periods so every album is a struggle whether in the format is this or that obviously as yeah. this is you know Metal Hammer a lot of people obviously know your solo stuff but everyone obviously knows you through Emperor mm-hmm as well that do you uh, what is it you get out of being ishan than you that you don't get out of being an emperor well as i said i i,
1: I get to do make all the decisions myself and obviously we, we we get that all the time will there be another emperor record you know you're yeah, play, playing live and and um which is you know of course a compliment you know obviously it uh it has great value for people what we did and i i assume they they, at some level, they they want more of that, of course, which is of course very nice. But I think no no new Emperor album could probably satisfy that because yeah. what what kind of album would it be if it was up to me alone? As uh, you know, as you know, the end of Emperor, I, I basically wrote that uh, that album on my own, the last the last record. So it, if it was up to me, Emperor would sound like what I do now. Yeah. But obviously. There would be no emperor album with eight-string guitars and saxophone. <laughs> you know, so in that respect, it would be kind of a, a limitation to uh, what I could do. You know, with music. Yeah. So, so uh, I'd much more prefer to do it like this. You know, and to, uh, for me, probably it's it, it's not as important which logo, uh, <laughs> you know, ends up on the cover. It, it's much
0: more important for me, you know, to to have that kind of creative space. Okay. Do you st- still find yourself, do you, th- do you feel connected to the black metal scene, or do you feel like as an artist you sort of progress away from that into something different? I, to, to be honest, I, I, of course, being an emperor, of course, I, I'm
1: connected to the scene, but uh you know, personally, how connected I ever was. You know, it's a, it's an entirely different matter because I think it was Samos in Emperor who had kind of all the connections, you know, that uh, had the network and, and knew all the people. And uh, through him, I, of course, you know, got to know people. And but he, he was always the one who had kind of the connection, you know. So uh, I guess I was always the the nerdy one, <laughs> the nerdy tag-along, <laughs> you know. The one who wanted to put a saxophone on everything. Yeah, yeah, no, but but uh, but I feel uh, I feel strongly connected to to the essence of black metal. You know that core. I think uh, even to this day uh, that that kind of the source, you know, the, that driving force that makes me do this, and and uh, you know that abstract feeling as I said, you know that I want to try and achieve is is very much the same as it was back in the day. That, that's. It feels like it's been a constant, you know, through, through whole my creative life. That uh, And uh, just that every song and every new album is just another attempt to
0: get closer to that kind of ideal, in a way. <laughs> Do you keep an eye on what's happening uh, around the world in, in metal? Are you aware of sort of like any contemporary bands that you're sort of into right now? Uh not not uh, you know very strongly
1: you know i i uh i have a very general interest in music and of obviously through my work i i get to 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 listen to a lot of metal as well but for the most part for my own pleasure i tend to lean to other genres just to to kind of escape the the work <laughs> set mindset you know but and and also to to uh, like uh, a lot of other influences that went into this album you know especially for the for for the sounds you know more or even you know a lot of urban music with like deep 808s and a lot of focus on s- sub frequency stuff and uh, which i find very very interesting but obviously as a fan i i have i have uh, you know regardless of, you know what i i'd uh, hope fans of my type of music would do. You know, I, I tend to go back to, to the classics as well. But but obviously there there are surprises and a lot of new stuff happening. You know, uh, I'm biased, of course, but like Leprous, yeah. obviously. But also I love I love all the Opus. You know, I love the, the new direction of Opus. You know, I think Ghost is amazing. Not new band, but still, you know, like yeah. very... very you know, in the time, you know, bands. And, uh, uh, yeah, at, at the, you know, I've reached a point where I just really differentiate between, me, I, let's say I, I love great music and I'm not, not so keen on bad music, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and that's, of course, a very subjective and that basically what resonates
0: with me and what doesn't. Completely. Yeah. So going back to the album, one of the things that stuck out most to me, perhaps, was the final track, like the Edgar Allan Poe mm-hmm. poem. Which is a bold move, I think, to sort, of, which has sort of turned like quite a, a famous gothic poem into an eleven-minute like metal track. Like, why? Where did that inspiration or the idea for that uh, come from?
1: Oh, I wish I had a very exciting answer for you, <laughs> but it, it's it's as um, I mean, I mean, um, uh, this is the, a bonus track for uh, you know this this extended edition mm. as. Uh, industry dictates you know but uh, so so to to be honest i i never understood the need for bonus material in at least not in the capacity of being just one or two songs that you kept off one album you know you know either it's part of the album or it's not so for 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 a while now I've, i've had the bonus material but like this and also my previous one but a fundamentally different thing so that the nine songs that standard edition is kind of the full experience, and it's even put together so that if you play the album on loop, you know the key of the songs, and so it it will match. It will kind of be a seamless transition. Uh, but uh, it's kind of nice to to explore a, a different. Obviously, this is more almost more like a soundtrack type of uh, of, of piece, long kind of slow piece, and. Um, uh, it, it adds well to, the, to the, the atmosphere of the rest of the album, but it, it is kind of very distinct. It's not like one of the other songs that is kind of taken out of it. It's, mm-hmm. it's something rather different. Uh, originally, I, I wrote my own lyrics to the song okay. and, uh, and started the recording and the vocals, and it just didn't fall into place. And as with uh, everything else, when I'm stuck, I turn to my my... Most trusted creative partner, my wife, uh, who who suggested you know I find a poem that could kind of give the totally different or an, another perspective and inspiration, and uh, we both sat down on our computers and did research, and she found this poem, and both in in content, you know, with the uh, it it was very similar. You know in the the things it dealt with as stuff I dealt with on the other lyrics on the album, and and um, it, it it yeah it resonated very very easily with me, it's, and and also how it, you know the length of the of the poem also actually fit the music mm-hmm. and everything very well. So it it uh, it, I did, it inspired a, a a totally different vocal approach to to the to the song and it was you know at that point much more inspiring for me to perform that poem rather
0: than the lyrics yeah yeah see because for people listening who don't know the poem it's a very bleak poem yeah obviously a lot of post stuff isn't exactly positive yeah he's like no, the, no. The, you know, the king of goth yeah. <laughs> that, that he is yeah like why did it resonate with you like as quite as quite a you know a sort of depressive poem.
1: No, uh, uh,
0: I didn't really interpret that as okay, uh, maybe, maybe depressive is the wrong words, but I think it's still quite a sort of a tale of solidarity in that, yeah, or like isolation, maybe. Yeah, but I, I think it's something
1: that many people who are drawn to this style of music, uh, you know, often, yeah. you know, they have felt, and it goes, you know, this, uh, this uh, that he couldn't couldn't he didn't see. Obviously, it, it became clear for him that he he didn't see things as others saw them, you know, um, and. Uh, uh I think many people can relate to that when, uh, at least me growing up, it it always felt like everybody else in that kind of... Not that, that I wasn't an outsider like that or or a or, or loner, but it's just everybody else mm-hmm. seemed to have this kind of social glue uh, and understanding of wh- what was out there. It's like they shared a secret that I wasn't part of, but obviously it it wasn't. And probably most people felt like that. But but that alienation and... and uh, I, uh, on one of the songs uh, on the album, I think I deal with very much the same material in, like, where you are lost and I belong. You know that that individually, we have this perception of the world and ourselves in it, which is obviously nar- very, you know, narrow to and close to who you are as a person. And uh, it can, you know, I think many people will would find themselves lost. In my view of the world, as we just talked about in the beginning, like, yeah, a dark album, mm. uh, you know, and and uh, what I mean by it's of course profound. It's it's for me it's something uh, something pleasurable, you know. I and I don't think I'm a very depressed or 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 uh, otherwise person, but it's yeah. This uh, and and I didn't uh, I didn't uh, interpret that poem as as depressing or dark. It's just. Uh, a recognition that that since birth he he obviously w- was drawn to a different perspective on life than what was common and uh, yeah
0: it's obviously a thing i think that metal fans probably all i like say all agree on they, i think people who are often attracted to heavier darker music probably don't see it as a dark depressing thing they see it as like yeah an empowering thing almost
1: i don't think people listen to 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 black metal uh, to feel worse (laughs) you know you know it it it, i think with music or in art in general i mean i would argue that that uh, for example movies that that makes the biggest impression on you as as people uh, or or as a person it's not really the comedies you know it, it is the existential questions you know that that kind of grab hold of you the most i would say and yeah. say in the same with music you know that that it, it, it might be those those uh, kind of broad big questions and yeah. and that that dark and that uh, fear of mortality you know at, at some at some level that that uh, that kind of uh take hold of us and uh, i would say in many ways a lot of music uh, I, like, I I think it it kind of taps into that same part of humanity that might lead some people to religion mm. but uh, and it kind of taps into that because it's it's so abstract but it it's something that is not very otherworldly if yeah. you will and and I, I i would at least you know That type of feeling that I can get from music, uh, I assume, would be very similar to a religious experience, but (laughs) without the stigma and all the rules, you know?
0: (laughs) That's quite a nice way to put it, that music is your religion type type thing, where it's just, you know, I believe in... You know, the music can give you the power or or the positive feeling to do better or be a good person rather than a higher power can, you know?
1: Uh, or at least, you know, it, it makes you reflect, you know, and kind of get in touch with those sides of y- yourself. I mean, being an atheist or, or, you know, non-religious does not necessarily mean that you are are limited in your spiritual capacity, you know. But but uh, it's not dictated by a set of rules or or uh, any absolute truths
0: or, or, or conclusions. Yeah. So you believe in Iron Maiden rather than God, you know? <laughs>
1: that's fine. <laughs> I, 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 wouldn't. Uh, that, that's that the whole part of believing, and it's I, I've been confronted you know, so, by some religious friends of mine. This, this with, okay, so you follow Nietzsche? I was like, no, I don't. That's the whole point. I, I don't follow anything, you know. you, you, you have to be open to the whole idea is going to kind of be open to a lot of new perspectives, whether it's something you agree with or not. You know, if you meet someone who, who has a totally opposite position than you, you know, some people are, are immediately threatened by some of, by people having a difference of opinion. And some people, you know, are uh, more curious and, and can, you can mirror your own perspectives in that light and see like, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe it will even change your your perspective on things, you know, the, which makes it more interesting, you know, to, to at least be open to some kind of new ways of thinking.
0: Is that something that you are aware of when you're creating then? That it's like someone might hear this and go, and you might inspire them in more ways than one. I, I, I wish I was, but I mean, most
1: <laughs> of what the most, most of the stuff that I'm most happy about, whether it's lyrical or, or musical, you know, it, it's like you just spend your time in the studio and suddenly your sequencer plays back something that you feel this this is it. You recognize it. You have absolutely no idea how it got there, but you can kind of take credit for it. You know, it's so, so so uh uh it it's very much on intuition. Of course I will have thoughts on you know different themes and stuff that I want to reflect on in lyrics and uh, and musically but most of the time it's, uh, and probably even more so with my later work, it's more on intuition. And and even reading back, you know, some lyrics, I can't re- really recall always necessarily what were the original thoughts behind
0: it, but I kind of recognised it more on the emotional level, yeah. you know. And that was Ishan. Don't forget his new album is out on May 4th via Spine Farm Records. I've been Luke Morton from Metal Hammer Magazine. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, And don't forget to like and subscribe to the Metal Hammer podcast on iTunes. I'll be back on the weekly show this Thursday with the rest of the team. Cheers.